citizens of Earth. This is Please Use the Mic, a podcast by uh, Suzanne Char and Mark Loudon. And tonight's episode is, it's time to meet the class of 2027. And it's exciting. So we get the, the new students in. They've been in for a month. They've had an exam. Oh, Suzanne, do you want to make the other big announcement in our little podcast live? I mean, don't you want to finish the intro part first? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, season three, episode seven. We're all happy. Everything's great in the world. Um, I've been sick for a little bit, so we haven't recorded, but we're I'm back now. And uh, so anyway, so Suzanne, big news. Let's go. Big news. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we got an email that the podcast ranked number four out of 15 of the Ohio Medical Podcast. So we're really excited Woo-hoo. about it. We're in the top 15. And. And these other podcasts are done by like, you know, they have production crews and producers and sponsors. Like, you know, we're, we're sponsored by Mitzi Lou's Pizza or something. I don't know. We don't even have a sponsor. I'm just making that up. But if you're listening, Mitzi Lou's, we love you guys. Well, I do, Suzanne. Anyway, so um, Suzanne, we're talking with first years and this is something pretty cool. Um, this is where you were exactly a year ago. Like this exactly, week. yeah, this exactly one year ago. Yeah, right after exam one, I think we started probably around the same time, even like week four or week five. Yep. Absolutely. So this is crazy, and yep. here we are for me second year, and all of you just started your medical school. You survived your first exam, but let's actually talk to the first years, and it's just me stop talking. Let's start with uh, Becca. Tell us a little. Well, I guess we should use. Please use the mic and tell us a little bit about yourself. And what brought you to medical school? Hi, um, I'm Becca Taylor. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Um, Let's see, I have two little brothers. Um, I'm coming to medical school mainly because of like family health problems that happened when I was really little. My grandma was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and that was a really formative experience for me. Um, I took a gap year between undergrad. I went to Denison for undergrad and I got my BA in health exercise and sports studies. And then I went to University of Michigan for a one year's, a one year master's program in chemical biology. Um, that wasn't my plan all along, but we ended up here anyways. So it all worked out for the best. Why chemical biology? That's so specific. Um, the short answer is it's who accepted me <laughs> into their program. Um, but my partner is from Michigan and I wanted to um, be with him because we're, we both want to do med school and become physicians. So I was kind of hoping to have another year with him before we might have to go our separate ways for a little bit um, and move to different areas of the U S. So I really wanted to be in Michigan and that was the program that let me in. Cool. How about you, Rachel? Let's use the mic and tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into medical school. Hi, um, I'm Rachel. A little bit about me. Um, I'm from the Cleveland area. I'm one of four siblings and they're like my best friends. My brother just moved to Florida my sister lives in California, and then my other sister's in pharmacy school. Um, so we don't really see each other that much, but we talk a lot. Um, <clears throat> and I'm also close with like just family in general. Um, it's been hard not seeing them, but, you know. Um, I went to undergrad at Michigan State, and I majored in physiology. And what brought me to med school is um, 
kind of like my mom's a nurse. So she always like always had stories and everything about the medical field. And um, I don't know, I just, I want to exemplify a lot of the traits that she has. And she just has always told me like, don't be a nurse. Like if you can like do more, like go to med school. Like I should have gone to med school. I cut it down it. Um, and so I've always known, like from a young age, I've known like I wanted to be a doctor, but when it came down to it, like in college, choose a major and choose what you want to do. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And now I'm here. So it all worked out. Did you take any gap years or did you come straight to uh, from undergrad? Yeah, I graduated in uh, May of 22. So I took a gap year. Um, I lived in Illinois for a little bit with my boyfriend and I scribed at an orthopedic clinic. And then I moved back home um, and with my parents in Cleveland and I just um, was a server. So, yeah. Awesome. And then my fellow podcaster, Grant, <laughs> tell us a bit about yourself and what got you into medical school. Hi, uh, yeah. Um, big fan of podcasts. I can vividly remember like tuning in to like one of the like listening to the first one and hearing Suzanne discuss similar topics. So this is like all full circle for me. Um, but yeah, my name is Grant Johnson. I'm from uh, Waynesville, Ohio. It's like in between Cincinnati and Dayton. Um, I graduated there in 2019 and uh, was offered a scholarship to play basketball at Defiance College. It's uh, up in northern Ohio. It's just a small D3 school, but I studied uh, molecular biology there. Um, I guess minored in chemistry, uh, too, with that. Um, four years later, um, uh, applied to medical school. Um, I graduated last May. Um and was blessed to get a call from OUHCOM. Uh, my journey kind of started back in 2015, 2016. Um, my mom is also a nurse, um, but in 2015, I was diagnosed with like melanoma. So I kind of had like a moment of relapse there and um, through faith and perseverance, I've just had a lot of experiences and um, just figured that I wanted to give back and do the names that the uh, physicians that helped save my life. So um, I put my head to it and uh, wanted to get to medical school. And here we are. We're doing the thing. So thankful for, for being here with y'all. So. Awesome. I love learning about other students, especially first year, like incoming class is like we we don't get to interact with all of you as much. I mean, we do sometimes through clubs and whatnot, but it's still like we're not in the same class. So how's first year going? You all survived four weeks, an exam down. I don't even know how many IRS, four, five, anyway. But next year, there's no more IRS. So that's a different story. But <laughs> how, how's, how's first year going? And whoever wants to start us off. I guess we can go in reverse order. That's cool, y'all. Um, I think it's going well so far. Um, obviously it's a big adjustment. Um, and listening to the podcast, like you hear, you know, you hear people talking, oh, you know, it's adjust an adjustment. And, you know, so coming into the year, uh, kind of get anxious, a little nervous. Um, but then you get here and it's like everybody here is so welcoming and um with open arms and like the resources and um obviously the small group. So Rachel, she's a part of my small group. So uh, she's a fellow classmate that I can go to about pretty much anything. And we're five weeks in. So that's kind of neat how that all worked out. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's a lot of 
the the days of my my friend says it best the days are long but the weeks are short so it's a long day and you have to grind but um I, you just gotta you just gotta pass you just gotta get through so and and everybody here is willing to uh help us do that so that's my perspective on it Um, yeah, uh, to echo that, I would say your friend is right. <laughs> um, the days are long and sometimes class feels like hours long. But um, yeah, I would say med school first month in. Um, I, I can't believe like whenever I talk about the things that we've done already and how like before coming in, I had never like seen a cadaver. And now like every week, twice a week, I'm like very familiar with one now seeing <laughs> um, and learn like everything we've learned it's coming at us really quick and so I feel like you know I don't get to give things as much time as I would like to because I'm someone that likes to go like in depth and like really understand the why and what what's going on but um I'm I'm having to adjust the way that I learn and to just kind of do what I can with the time I have, um, instead of going in depth and yeah, the adjustment part is a little harder than I thought it would be. Cause I thought like, okay, I got through undergrad, um, just fine. Like it's going to be like a repeat of that, but I already know what to expect. So it's going to be like easier, but I'm just learning that the adjustment really never gets easier. Like you just need to give yourself grace and you need to really, it takes like knowing who you are and, Every time you move, you're going to have to meet new people and find like your groove and find your, um, you know, your people and everything like that. But I think what's really helped um, and something that like Grant and I kind of bond over is our faith. And so I've been really leaning into that. And if I didn't have that, I'd be so lost. But yeah, missing my family, missing my animals and my dogs, um, missing my boyfriend and everything in life, but also grateful to be where I am. And knowing that, like, this is where I'm supposed to be and feeling like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I guess um, I would say I have a bit of a controversial opinion. Um, I feel like a lot of people say it gets easier as you go on. And so far, I've just felt like it's gotten harder. <laughs> um, I feel like they kind of ease us into it, which is nice. But I also was all revved up those first couple weeks. And I was like, yes, I'm in med school. I'm finally here. This is what I wanted all along. And now it's kind of becoming, okay, this is my routine. This is what every day is going to be like. Um, so that kind of hits you heavy. And then also the amount of material is kind of exponentially growing each week as well. And, you know, life keeps happening and you miss your family and your old friends and you feel like, at least I feel like I can't talk to them as much as I want to. And it's hard for me to kind of be like, okay, you know what, I need to call my dad now or I need to talk to my brothers now because I'm not really studying. I'm just thinking about how I'm not getting anything done. I'm not being good to my family. So <laughs> it's easy to spiral, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And I can just say, I know a lot of us, even second years, I have said that it gets easier. Med school does not get easier, but you get better at tackling medical school. That's where it gets easier. Like you, you, you'll find your own 
I guess, schedule what works for you, what does not work for you. And I, I remember this time in wellness, like exam two, <laughs> not to scare, to scare all of you, but it, it was a rough one. And a lot of us thought we failed, but we all passed. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as like the experience, like your emotion, your stress, you're away from family. Uh, and it's always around October time. Like we're recording now, end of September, October time, where like a lot of the burnout usually hit because you have been going, going, going and not giving yourself a break, which I've been there, done that, burnout will hit quickly, but trust me, it will get better. I promise. Well, and Suzanne, something that you've picked up on is, especially now in your second year, as you as you get a bit more comfortable, because really the material gets, you know, even tougher, but you found a good way to have a rhythm where you keep yes. your what you're eating, exercise, all that has to be incorporated. And I guess- And honestly, that's more like I- I struggled with that a lot in wellness in the queue. This, the, I did not have my actual schedule until now in chronic. And I, I have seen the difference between wellness in the queue and now. Uh, so hopefully you will all find your schedule and your routine much earlier than I did. But even if not, you'll get through it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think another thing that Suzanne and I have talked about before on the show, but you, when you start to see what you're learning works out, when on a CCE or works when you're in the free clinic, free clinic or wherever you are, you begin to see like, okay, I can do this. This makes sense. And your confidence grows. And I think that's probably the biggest part early is getting that to go for the three of you for the first years. Um, have you ever been in the flipped classroom formula? Cause we are basically flipped classroom with a few variations here and there, but I'll start with you, Becca, since you, you know, you're still kind of finding your feet in all this. Did, were you ready for flipped classroom or do you feel like you're just getting a little used to it? Um, I wouldn't say I was ready. Like I, I knew what was going to happen and how things were going to be. OU was really good about setting the expectations of what we were going to need to have done. So I had all the instructions and all the tools that I needed. Uh, but I had never actually been in a flipped classroom and I feel like I'm a, I'm a pretty organized person as a lot of med students are. Um, so I just kind of leaned into that, into that aspect of my personality and just kind of have to be like, okay, well, I'm doing week five in the classroom right now, but outside of the classroom, I have to do a little bit of week five and more week six, because last week I did a lot of week five. So it's just a, it's an adjustment, but I was not ready for it. Yeah, it's, and I, you hear it so many times, but I mean, it it really has since we've started the the PHWC, because um, one year I called it the Hell and Wellness Curriculum, and I'm not going to do that again. It's the Health and Wellness Curriculum. But um, when you when you go through these kind of things, you really do get a rhythm down. You'll see it. Grant, for you, were you ready for flip classroom, or did you feel comfortable once we got rolling? Um, I'm in the same boat as Becca. I never have really experienced a flipped classroom, um, but like many med students are pretty organized person and um so like going into it i i try to have like a plan and and kind of like how you want to structure your your week um but then it's kind of like the material kind of hits you and and you just have to like like we've kind of all rehashed but you really just have to adjust at least for me i, I have to adjust on a daily basis and that's something that like i'm thankful for i've been an athlete my whole life so like I've had to deal with a lot of busy schedules and 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 whatnot. 
Um, but like on a daily basis, like let's say you're learning something for the next week, but then you're like, oh, I, I kind of need to review something that I learned in the classroom today. You just need to make the time to do it. Um, there is only 24 hours in the day too. So I think it's very important for like anybody that's incoming or thinking about medical school. Like you do need the the wellness and the, and the sometimes you just have to cut yourself off and say, okay, I'm going to attack this tomorrow. Um, and that's one thing I remember hearing a lot um, from current students and um, it's helped me tremendously because then you kind of just call it for the night and you just hop back on the horse tomorrow. Um, but it, it's, it, it's hard, but you just have to, you just have to trust the process. And that's one thing I have now that we're five weeks in, I have seen through the curriculum is, oh, I, I go out on a CC and I was with a GI person and we're learning GI this week. Like it's all kind of coming together or I prepped for the anatomy lab the week before. And then now it's like, oh, now I know why C5 and C6 like innervate here. It's like, oh, it's all making sense. It's so, I think you just have to trust the process and it can be hard at times, but you just have to believe. Yeah, and I want to say something really quick. Um, Grant, you said you're an athlete. I was an athlete too. I swam in college and I really think that having that schedule helps a lot with what we're doing right now. So anyone listening who's an athlete, there you go. Yeah, shout out student athletes. <laughs> and that's a huge point. Rachel, I wanted to ask you real quick, um, a slightly variation. How did you feel about OMM? Your experience with OMM, Rachel? Um, I was really excited at first, but now I'm not as excited. And um, I don't really know what shift. I think I just thought it would be like this magical thing. You just do a little pushing on your back here and then a little twisting of your neck here and then boom, you you solved it. But I I really struggled feeling like like the spine. People just say like, feel for it, feel for it. You got to get your... Um, you have to like exercise your sense of touch and like your fingers and you'll be able to feel it eventually. And they'll be like, see, can't you tell that this part is, you know, moving? And I'm like, I can't, I don't know what you're talking about. So like, it could be left, it could be right. And I'm, I'm, I've been struggling with it and we only do it once a week. And in class, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then like, when I come home, I'm like, I couldn't even tell you what we did today. So just being open and honest there. Um, yeah. Struggling on that, but hopefully I'll develop my tactile senses over time and be an OMM queen. We'll let you know. Just to comment on one, this. Oh, no. no, go ahead, Grant. Say say what you want to say oh, about that. I, I just thought of something real quick. I was gonna say, like, like speaking of that, there is sometimes you kind of get back from class, you're like, what did I just learn? And it kind of gets overwhelming. But then then you kind of circle back and then it's like that next week you kind of like, oh, I think I'm kind of understanding. Or for me, it's like if I call my family or like some of my friends back home and like sometimes the medical terminology just kind of slips out and they're like, wow, you know so much. I'm like, I don't feel like it, but it's just kind of part of the the trust in the process. And and then at the end of the day, like, and oh, you did a, an excellent job of like preaching this was like these next four years are all about learning. So, so like, we're not expected to be doctors just yet. It's 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 training, it's learning. So I think for me, I've had to keep that in the back of my mind too. I'm not supposed to be perfect at all this. It's it's a learning process, it's a learning curve. 
So to comment on the OMM thing, being an OMM honors TA, table trainer, and spending the 8 a.m. class of OMM with all of you every Wednesday, uh, it's it's hard at the beginning, whether you had the experience with OMM or not. Like, especially the first three weeks this year, y'all were just talking about landmarks and just trying to figure out the landmarks of the body. But I think as you learn more about like the actual treatments and setup and get more into like actually trying to diagnose and treatment, you will get more out of it. And I felt for me at least hand on hand helps the best. Uh, I try to do that for my group now as an OMM uh, TA, like just put the student hand, put my head on top of it and try to feel at the same time, just to feel like, okay, do you feel what I feel? What can you tell me about it? Um, and sometimes even if your TA might not, you might not get that much out of it, you can reach out to PCA or faculty. Uh, I think for me in my first year, at least I met with all my PCAs, like probably once every other week, like the Friday before an exam, Usually in OMM day, I just take one of my friends and let's review stuff, try to actually figure it out. Uh, there's also another like opportunity if you want to actually practice it, the OMM club or OMM um, hockey clinic, which I spend a lot of that time during my first year helping treating hockey players. Your classmates, most of them are healthy and don't have dysfunctions, but you and you're actually out in the real world and like treating someone who have an injury or have a dysfunction, you'll feel much quicker. And wait, like, you'll like, oh, that's what I was supposed to feel. And trust me, I had that moment so many times during first year. So Rachel, you're not alone, I promise. Thank you. And it is repetition. I mean, it really is. Getting that opportunity to work, especially with OMM or with any of this stuff. I mean, the to me, the whole curriculum builds like a ladder. So every week you're revisiting a rung sort of, you know, not going backwards necessarily, but there's a rung for this, there's a rung for that, and it builds. And it's hard to get that at first. I think that vision's always tough. Suzanne and I talked about this a year ago. And I also remember a year ago, Suzanne Char was like, I don't know about this OMM thing. Right? Yeah, I agree. I, I was in that shoes at the beginning of wellness. And even like, I think wellness really was frustrating because like, I don't like, I don't understand why we're learning small details and not the big picture. I'm a big picture person. So like, I need to see everything. And like, for example, just cardio. I hate cardio in a queue. In chronic, I was like, oh, I know cardio. I understand it. But I have seen it three times. So it made sense by the third time. So there's, I guess, a reasoning behind the curriculum. Ask me in a year. We'll see if that's still the case or not. I might change my answer. (laughs) It won't be. And and so everyone knows, I'm pretty sure this is what I've heard, that if if you go to an antique shop and get the New York phone book from an antique shop and you put a quarter on page 764, Suzanne can touch page one and can feel that quarter. I'm pretty sure that's right. Is that? Uh, yeah. I, she's, a pro. she's a pro. Oh, she is. She's the next no, chair. She, I, is, I, she is. A I think that's Dr. Reddos, not me, Mark. <laughs> I could be Dr. Reddos, actually. Anyway, I'm sorry. I go, I take things off track. But I, I'm just kind of fascinated by that with the with the way the curriculum works and everything. Because I know people get discouraged and, and they feel like I, I can never make these steps. You can. You do. And it does get, it, it, the curriculum doesn't get easier, but it does, your repetitions and your mindset, it becomes easier for you. It really does. All right, Suzanne, I'll shut up now. You can ask more questions. 
again, it's all about trusting the process. And I, I think Grant mentioned it a few times already. Um, I guess another question I had is what surprised you the most? Like coming into math school, a lot of us came. I remember when I came and I was like all excited. I was like ready to learn. But then things kind of shifted a little bit as you go throughout the year. So anything that surprised you or set you off as like this the past four or five weeks in med school so far? Um, I think the thing, a good thing that surprised me right away was how close I got with my small group, small group 11, shout out, you guys better be listening. Um, but yeah, it was like the second day of orientation and we were all like best buddies joking around with each other and having that kind of dynamic with people in my small group has really made the tough classes when we get asked a question and you get it wrong or you don't know the answer. It's made us a, a lot easier. And I think the best way to do that is kind of just to treat everyone like they're already your friend and people will open up to you a lot. If you just treat them like, you know, they're already your friend. So That's huge. I think I can totally piggyback off that. And obviously I got, I got Rachel to come on with me. So like group seven, we're really close. Um, I was almost late to this because I was just playing basketball with my buddy, Sean. So shout out Sean from group seven, you know, so it's just cool how it all kind of arises of like, because we were mandatory, mandatorily like put in groups, but then that first day, it's almost like, yeah, you're like best buddies. And then, um, it really pays off on the G-Rats when, and I was talking to Sean about this as we're walking out of the gym. I'm like, it's so nice that you can, we can literally bounce ideas off of each other in real time and to see the, like, just encasement of knowledge of different people here. It's amazing. And it's, it's, it's very cool. Like I haven't experienced this, at least in my academic career yet. So it, it's, it's definitely encouraging for, to see like the future physicians that we have coming out of here. So. I can tell you for a fact, uh, real quick, I'm sorry, Rachel, I can tell you for a fact, um, I work the Ohio Osteopathic Symposium, uh, which is our CME event up in Columbus that I mentioned, it seems like every episode these days, but it's okay. Um, but I would work on PowerPoints with faculty, and I looked up one day, and I was talking to well over three quarters of the first class at HCOM. They're all buddies. They're all still together. I mean, there were 24 of them. They graduated in 77 or something, 78. So, I mean, these guys... and, and and you know physicians males females they're all just that condensed group still like they still talk they still talk every day it is amazing to see and i also see it with suzanne the people she walks with during the breaks between classes are basically her group from last year her first group i mean that's basically you guys are still very tight so i'm sorry rachel go ahead oh no that's okay um i forgot what i was gonna say and that's why I'm part of the show. I make people forget what they're going to say. So the original question was, what surprised you or set you off so far, like within the past four or five weeks of med school? Oh, okay. I was, wait, so I was going to talk about the um, pace. Basically, I knew that med school threw a lot at you and we were going through everything quickly. But to go through like, 
the citric acid cycle and all of just all of biochem, which I took, you know, a whole semester in undergrad. We did all of that in two video, one video, just like one little video. And I was like, okay, so this is what they mean when they say like med school is fast paced. And then another thing I will say too is I understand why um, HCOM does this, like with the patient presentation, we're not learning isolated systems or isolated things. It's just a bunch of um, seemingly unrelated things that actually are related. Because when people ask me, oh, you know, what are you learning in school? I'm like a little bit of this and like some of this, some of the GI tract, but then also this anatomy of the arm. And like, it seems like it's all disconnected and isolated, but like in reality, when you see patients, they're not only going to have like one system that you need to know about or one thing. So it, it makes sense. But um, I, like Suzanne, am a big picture learner. So it's hard to take all these like seemingly unconnected things and like connect them. But I think that's kind of the point. Your whiteboard will be your best friend. As of someone who's a big picture learner. We utilized that last Friday. I think Rachel like got on the whiteboard and we we did all that, man. all of the kind of like big picture stuff. And I think for me, it was like week two when we had that patient and um, we were doing endocrine that week. And then like by the end of the week, we find out that, you know, the patient had some problems with their thyroid. And it's like, oh, this is why we were kind of learning endocrine. So we would be prepared to like understand what's going on in the body. Um, and, and I think that like opened my eyes up for as far as like the osteopathic side of things. I definitely am like so grateful and like understand like why I chose osteopathic medicine, because I think it fits me as a person so well, because I really want to treat somebody like a full, the full body approach and then not only their body, but like the environment, their mental health, their spiritual health, like all of that is encapsulated in what we're learning. So um, I've found the past five weeks like I have a more even more of an appreciation for it and think it's going to benefit um, me and my future practice for sure I think the more you go into the semester the more you're, you realize those stuff or like this information was like oh it is for a reason like things are started connecting I feel like the beginning of wellness for me at least was like I don't think if this makes sense but then as you move on it was like it it started making sense and I think Rachel that pre-record about the biochemistry I remember it because I was so triggered that in one hour or like two hours lecture in class covered my entire biochemistry semester of undergrad (laughs) but hopefully it gets better for all of you. I know it will. It'll take some time. Oh, I do have another thing that surprised me. And I don't know if you guys have already talked about this on here, so stop me if you have, but the curriculum is changing next year. And I, (laughs) like, I know there's always going to be a lot of changes and that's just how life is. And, but I I really was not expecting (laughs) that to happen like what our third week of medical school um they announced that we're not having the weekly rats anymore and we're doing just a few questions at the beginning of each class which I definitely think will be better it was just kind of a shock to see that the curriculum was going to be changing and that 
I was kind of bummed because I feel like we'll get into a routine this year and then we won't necessarily be able to completely benefit from that next year. We'll have to kind of start over again, but that's okay. You kind of have to start a little bit over in second year anyway, because the schedule flipped and you're always 8 a.m., which is, in my opinion, it's way, way, way better than flipping and flopping in that schedule in first year. That drove me crazy. But the change happened because of my class, the class of 2026, I love you guys. We put so much effort into feedback. You have no idea. We gave feedback a lot on each class, on each semester. We went above and beyond SGA, put a lot of work into that to make it actually better for your class and the classes coming after you too. So HCOM give us that opportunity of providing feedbacks. And trust me, we're still giving all that feedback even now in chronic. And I know we will continue doing it. And that was one of the biggest feedback the class gave is like IRADs. And they know that it's it might not be the best way to test your knowledge, especially that asynchronous after an exam that trust me, no one study for. Like I don't study for that week after the exam until like the week before the next exam. Like right now, week six, I'm not touching it until like the week before exam three. So that was a lot of the process. And I think it's only the IRAT, right, Mark? Or is there more changes too? Uh, at this point, just the IRAT, and I think that's all it's been approved. And I, I think that, I mean, you're bringing up a great question. It's part of the process just for the curriculum too. The curriculum is still uh, relatively new. So we keep adjusting it. We keep making little moves here and there. The IRAT, GRAT is kind of a big one, but I think you'll see next year that it pays off pretty well. Um, and I think because we are still, you know, as we go forward with attrition, we're bringing in different faculty um, there's a couple of new voices already this year that have been great. So, I mean, things just continue to move up, move ahead. And um, yeah, there'll always be tweaks. That's for sure. <laughs> always tweaks. <laughs> I think now you'll enjoy your weekend a little bit more. And there's enough cramming for that IRAT too. Just saying. Anything else like all of you surprise you during medical school, whether it's positive or negative so far? That we might have not um, talked about. I guess another one I just thought of was, I mean, this week we have another, you know, standard patient encounter. So, and like I heard about, you know, obviously the curriculum and everything before got here, but just the, you know, they really throw us into the quote unquote fire as far as like getting in with a patient and, you know, that first encounter, you kind of walk out of the room you're like, man, I'm sweating. I don't know how I did. And you get your feedback. You're like, oh, okay, I did. I did okay. Um but at least for me, like some of this medical terminology and like I've been upshadowed, I've been around it, but you're not actually saying it and doing it and and acting as a doctor. So I I'm a pre I think I'm going to appreciate it a little bit later as far as when after you kind of hone the skills and you get that down. Um, it's a little nerve wracking at first, but I think like Mark said, it's just going to be a repetition um, of, of practicing and then. I guess then when we get on to do our third and fourth years, um, that's where they say, you know, the OU kind of rotate rotations. Um, some of our students stand out because we're kind of getting in really the, literally the first week with a patient. So it's great. Yeah, I can say this confidently. Well, as confident as I can be, which is usually pretty confident. But um, 
when you go out in the hospitals for third and fourth year, other students from other schools are like, wait, what? And you're already done. Like you've already done the differential. You're we're reporting stuff. You're rolling. And I know for a fact, because we talked about this in an earlier episode, but Suzanne Char, this summer, it all paid off for you, didn't it? It definitely did. And also just to think about it, right now is September 25th. For all of you, by December 15, you would have known how to do a full exam head to toe. You will finish wellness semester knowing how to do a full physical exam head to toe and how to write a full soap note. So just to put it out there, like it really pays off. And I I mean, we talked about my experience at the clinic or my experience even during between uh, wellness and acute your mind shift in the clinic will shift too between being a pre-med and now actual medical student. I was like, oh, I actually understand what they're talking about and why they're asking these questions. So that's a really unique thing about our curriculum. I think we had our first patient encounter like literally first week. And I think all of you had it too, right? And now you're having another one soon. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that the CTAC and um, OMM labs are valuable in that they bring like the patient slash like human component to it because it's easy for me as somebody who's like most of the reason I'm going into medicine is for the people I'm a people person like I'm about like interactions with people forming relationships with people so when I have to sit in by myself and like study that's like okay, I have to do this to get to the point where I can help people and interact with people. But when we have like little sprinkles of the OMM lab where you have to like kind of simulate being a patient when your partner is practicing on you, that's like, okay, like this is me relating it back to people. Or when we have the CTAC, like, yes, they're standardized patients, but it's still like, we're learning this for a reason and it's all gonna like come full circle and be applied like all of this you know, all these lectures that we're learning and all this information overload, like it's for a reason and it's going to be beneficial. And so it helps me to kind of keep that perspective whenever I switch it back to like, this is going to like, what I'm doing now is an investment and it will help somebody or a lot of people, hopefully one day. That's awesome. That is very cool. Um, So I have other questions. I'm going to try and condense them in my brain a little bit because we're getting close on time ish. Um, for you stepping into this world, um, already, what changes have you seen in yourself from orientation day one to just pass the first exam? How have you changed? And we'll start with Rachel. Um, okay. How have I changed? Um, I think that I... Wow, you really had to make me go first, right? <laughs> what, what I'm all about. Um, how did I change since? Or let's just let's popcorn it over to um to Becca. <laughs> sure. Um, I think I'm definitely more confident in my abilities. Um, I feel like we get tested a lot. Like that's just a fact of being a med student. You're like you're performing. Um, so to speak, a lot of the days. Um, And I feel like when you get questions right, that makes you more confident. And I feel like that's really the only way to build confidence is to demonstrate an OMM technique the correct way 
or to answer a question right in class or to come up with that with your group. And so I think I've gained a lot of confidence already. And I I would say that's the big one. And I'm also, I'm a person who likes to have a set routine and a set schedule and know exactly what I'm going to do every second of the day. And I feel like I've gotten better about not being like that and just being okay with, you know, I didn't get to that objective tonight, so it's going to happen tomorrow, but it's 11 o'clock and it's time to go to sleep. (laughs) That's huge. That's important. Grant, how about you, man? Um, I, I'd piggyback on uh, Becca right there. Um, as far as the performance, it definitely gives you confidence, um, kind of stepping in the classroom or doing the C tag or OMM and kind of getting confirmation that the skills you are learning are benefiting you. And like, you're, you're taking it in. It might be at your own pace. Like everybody has their own pace, but you're taking it in, in different levels. Um, but another thing too, that I've noticed just with myself and, um, this is just like me being vulnerable, but like I, I've always had had kind of like a perfectionist kind of mindset, like to get to medical school, you feel like you have to do everything 100 percent right all the time. And then like you get here and you're going to fail, like you're going to there's going to be some 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 let back. Um, and I think I've I've seen in the past like two or three weeks, like great improvement on just like Becca said, but just being able to be comfortable, being uncomfortable and that as Rachel mentioned earlier, it's an investment, it's a process. And, um, you know, nobody's perfect. You know, there was only, you know, that like, I only believe there was one person that walked this earth that was perfect. So it's like, if I can just do everything I can to try to do as as well as I can, that's all that matters, you know? So, um, just kind of leaning on that understanding for me is, has been huge. That's powerful. So, Rachel, we've had several minutes to think of an answer. So, I'm going to change the question. No, 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 no. Go ahead, buddy. What do you, what do you want to say? <laughs> no question. Um, <laughs> so, I would say, in a way, I've changed is like gaining greater perspective and being more intentional. So, perspective wise, I just have to put every day into perspective. Like, I can't think about the like long term because I like to plan ahead and I like to think about the future. Like, I've realized that I can't do that. Like, I just need to focus on the day and the little. Your audio is breaking up a little bit. Uh I think we've lost Rachel. All right. Um, So what we're going to do is she will submit her answer and we will put it with our, um, we don't do show notes, but we'll put it with our Instagram account when we put that up because show notes are work and I'm not doing any of that stuff. Suzanne, you had a last question. I didn't have one more question because we all know medical school is super stressful and you mentioned about like the time balance a little bit and all this stuff, but what have you been doing for your mental health? What have been you doing to take a break outside of the studying? Um, So I live with my boyfriend, so spending time with him really kind of brings me out of like the med school headspace and into my real life, I guess. Um, So just spending time with him or talking to him about what he's doing. So I would recommend like calling your friends or family too. That's really helpful. And then trying to do stuff that has nothing to do with med school. Like I tried a new restaurant last weekend and that was really nice. And I was just kind of enjoying new food in a new place name please yeah are you here in town 
I think it's Chiro. It's an Italian place. Yeah, right close to the college. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Do you hear that, Chiro? We love you. So if you want to spunt now, yeah. But no, that's great. Yeah, Chiro is very good. I really like it there too. How about you, Grant? Yeah. Um, kind of like I mentioned, I like I just got back from the gym, like playing basketball. So obviously I wanted to keep that aspect of my life going. And um I'm big about health and wellness and fitness. So um, you know, I try to be in the gym like playing basketball at least two, three times a week if I can. And so I've made some friendships there. And then um if I live at the summit, so like we have an apartment gym, so I do that. And then um kind of also just the first week in general when we had the like social and everything like you just kind of like i kind of found like a nice group of guys so shout out to all my big med school guys out there um so we'll just you know hang out like we went we watched the ohio state game over the weekend um so it's just like you have to like make time to make time for yourself if that makes sense um and it's something i heard a lot of current students talk about and then you get here and you're like yeah i actually do need that break where you're just not even thinking about the citric acid cycle for five minutes, you know? So, um, but so that really helps. And then obviously, uh, as Rachel kind of mentioned earlier, uh, we found a church here. So that was great. CCWC, I think it's like 10 minutes away. Um, so that's like a big aspect that, um, been helping me get through for sure. Very cool. Rachel, we'll try you again, buddy. You ready? Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah outside of med school um I guess going off of what I was trying to say earlier like being more intentional and like taking it day by day so like making time to talk to my family members and you know just do things for me I yeah I try to work out every day and like I've been going on walks and I'll just have little things that I look forward to every day like I'll pack myself a little lunch or like I'll ask like oh what what song am I going to listen to in the car on the ride home or just like really seemingly dumb things that actually have been making a difference um so yeah that might sound corny but it, it helps me just get through and like take it day by day no that sounds awesome that's not corny at all that is fantastic and it's always good to do those little things you know make yourself happy that's that's really important thank all three of you for uh thanks to all of you for coming on this was fantastic um it's always refreshing you know people are first years are fired up they're excited it's a little nerve-wracking it's all the good things uh, about medical school so we appreciate it a great deal uh this has been episode seven of season three time to meet the class of 2027 and uh i think it's a good introduction this is a good class and i will say if it's not a good class uh, 2003 2014 you guys are on the bubble, but 2027, I think it's a very good class. Anyway, uh, my name is Mark Loudon, Suzanne Char's the, uh, the force of nature behind the show. I'm just around to hang out. And, uh, this has been another episode of, uh, please use the mic. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone for listening. Our numbers have been really strong. And again, uh, we were voted fourth in the state of Ohio for medical podcasts. Holy moly. Who thought we'd be here? So take care, take care of each other. Be good people. For the love of God, be good people. Talk to y'all soon. Bye. Information, views, and ideas presented on this podcast are solely those of the authors and contributors and do not necessarily reflect the official policy, views, or position of the Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine, Ohio University, or health system affiliations. 
Information presented on this podcast is intended to provide information which may be helpful to medical students or prospective medical students. It is not intended to be a substitute for formal mentoring and or replace academic guidance provided by the medical schools or other professionals. Please use the mic podcast as the property of Suzanne Char and Mark Loudon. Copyright 2023 Old 17 Productions.